0: This time, this time, this 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 time, this time, this time, time. This, is time. this time, this time, That's it. That's it. this time, this time, this time, this time, this time.
1: What's up everybody? I am your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 157 of the Power Company podcast, brought to you as always by powercompanyclimbing.com. It has been an absolutely crazy January. I've been all over the place and I've still got more traveling to do. I'm going to I'm headed to OR tomorrow in Denver. And I'm gonna fly in and out of there as quick as possible because honestly, I'm just not a big fan of going to OR. Um, But I do have some interviews lined up that I'm excited about, so I need to get those and get out. And then I'm headed straight to Waco Tanks where I'm just doing a four day smash and grab check out some potential big giant goal projects um, for a future trip. So, wrapping my month up by giving myself the gift of Waco Tanks for a few days. In the meantime, though, I can't say that I apologize for not getting any podcasts out because I have been going like mad here, and there are good ones coming, and this one is especially special. I was recently in Ottawa, Canada, and I got the chance to sit down and chat with Eve Gravel, who is, I believe, 34 at this point, and pound for pound, maybe the strongest human on the planet. It's kind of absurd, really. Frankly, I want to use the word freak of nature, but that would completely miss the point of how much work that Eve puts in to get where he's at he's climbed v14 and he holds a bunch of world records in arm lifting which is essentially a grip and pull strength competition and we'll talk a little more about that i am rambling now so we're just going to get into this conversation with eve Gravel at coyote rock gym in ottawa canada Let's get into it.
0: I feel like a beginner still in that style. I have so much to learn. And one of the hardest things is just to, to let go of the fact that you're going to have trouble and you're going to suck at it at first and like not worry about what other people are thinking.
1: This time to build. Power. Up in yeah, in that it's an older gym. You know, it doesn't look anything like the, the big mega gyms that people know now. Yeah, you know? yeah. This is uh, I think one of the first. Like, I think it was the first gym that was open in
0: uh, in Ottawa. And uh, yeah, I think I've been climbing here for over twenty years now. And uh, yeah, it's it's always been. Uh, I think it's always been a really good part of my success climbing here because the 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 owner and the it always allowed me to put whatever I wanted on the wall. So we always had a right. lot of backfill, a lot of steep walls. So uh, we always had like three, four walls that are backfilled with tons of b- bad holds and stuff. Yeah. So it made it, it was really easy for me to progress. And they always allowed me to put whatever boulders I wanted on the wall. So when I competed, you know, I could set anything I want. So I think it was a, bit, a big part of uh, my, my success as a climber and stuff. And uh, yeah. I think we had everything to, for, for training. But yeah, it's like definitely one of the older the older gyms and stuff uh you can see it's like uh, yeah
1: yeah i mean i think yeah. for me it like brings back all these memories all this yeah. nostalgia of the old gyms you know and there i've seen some old holds on the wall i've seen you know there's a bunch of old great hang boards upstairs yeah. and old pusher system tiles and yeah for all sure. these cool old things yeah, we that have a we lot all of learned the, to train uh, on
0: the older older set of holds and stuff and uh um, the owner Jody. So we experimented la- f- uh, last year by to retexture the 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 holds, so, so the really old stuff we had and we, we were able to color match everything so we we're able to kind of almost like they do with um the the fiberglass holds but we right. did that with the holds. so it gave more of a uniform look because before we, like you know nothing ma- back in the days they didn't right. have any color, colors color right? coding so now they did that so it, it looks a little bit more uniform yeah like uh, so yeah that, that's pretty cool
1: but is yeah, there yeah. still like backfilling in here do you still yeah do like that? i
0: think right now they just took it down like usually the the red cave we have downstairs we always have uh, so the two the two sides of the islands are, are backfill and the big 45 is back full, filled and then on on this side on the north side there's the 30 degrees usually that is is full so cool it's kind of nice like like it's same thing it's like one of the like it's not a really high gym so it's kind of hard to train for lead or uh uh lead or bolt, like lead or top rope and stuff. But uh since we have so much backfill we can do a lot of circuits and stuff like that. So uh yeah. Do some traverse and uh yeah it's always been uh yeah, we're both too to I think that's super cool. It.
1: That's one of the things I think big mega gyms are missing. You know, that that they either don't teach the people how to use their project walls mm-hmm. or Or they just don't have them and their setting is really sparse and there's, you know, not enough holds to do circuits and things like that or to make up your own boulders, which I think is super valuable, you know, creating your own movement. Yeah, I think
0: uh, our generation, we're used, we we, we grew up making our own boulder problems and uh, climbing on walls like this, you know, we and I think now people are uh, are like, how do you say like they're? They're spoiled because now like, you know, every week you get the new boulders and like, Mm -hmm. like people kind of like lost that aspect. And I think there's a lot of stuff to learn from making boulders and learning how to create stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that I find is missing nowadays in, uh, in the modern, modern
1: climbing community for sure. Yeah. And you're coaching here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I coach, uh, just the, the comp team. So three times a week. Uh, so it's a small group. We're about tw- uh, twelve or t- twelve athletes, yeah, right now. And yeah. yeah, yeah, I really enjoy it. I've been doing it for the past five years. So uh, yeah, it's, it's something I, I started doing when my 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 first daughter was born. And I really enjoy like teaching people and passing on the stuff that I I know to to other kids. And uh, yeah, 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 you know, giving giving back, I guess. And so yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks to thanks to you for taking some time out of coaching to sit down and talk and you know we're at Coyote Rock Gym for anybody who's not from in town and doesn't know what we're talking about here um, plus you've got a business doing special effects masks and things like that that are ridiculously detailed and cool and Thanks. you've got two daughters yeah, yeah a busy. family, a wife and your own climbing and your own arm lifting stuff. So yeah, for sure. It's, busy. Uh,
0: it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's really hard to kind of like tr- try to manage everything and like to, uh, you know, to make time to be good at something. I find like have to choose, choose my battles and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but we, I've been pretty lucky. I think with having the home business, it gave me a lot of freedom with my schedule. Yeah. And, uh, not that the girls are growing up a little bit too. Like I, I spend most of my time training at home. Like, uh, once they're asleep, you know I'll, I'll go two hours in, in the basement and do some training and the last year that's when i discovered arm lifting and this was awesome because that's when only you, been in the last year yeah yeah like uh, so last october not this not this october but the year before this is when i i uh, there was a local competition here and just before that i hurt i hurt my ankle so i couldn't climb much i had the really bad sprain on on the two sides of the ankle so I had to find something else, and uh, yeah, I was introduced to this sport. There was a local competition here at the at our at our gym, actually at Coyote. So someone invited me to, to this event, and uh, yeah, it was it was awesome because it was ex- exactly what I needed. You know, I didn't have the time with the, with the toddlers to uh, to to go climbing or right. like even if you climb on a home wall. You know, if you're trying to climb with a kid, like they, you know, they're always coming towards the wall, and it's it's uh, it's very challenging. And just going to the gym, finding time to going to the gym was very challenging. So I found this was really what I needed. I could, like, the kids could play in the basement. At the same time, I could do some lift, you know, take a lot of rest. And, uh, you know, it, it kept me strong for uh, for bouldering and it kept my level up. And, uh, you know, I learned tons of new things uh, that I could apply to to my climbing. Yeah. 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 And now I, I think I spend most of my time, I spend most of still, even for the, the climbing part that I do, that I started climbing a bit more again. I spend most of my climbing time on my own wall just because it's easier for me to train at home. Sure. And then, the, usually, the nights that I coach, I'll stay an hour or two and try to climb a bit more different type of movements and stuff and like kind of like
1: iron everything out and like, yeah, you know, hit the things that I can't do on my own board. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, I don't want to get too much into numbers, but I do yeah. want to kind of set up a, a timeline of things so we kind of understand yeah, sure. it. How long were you climbing before you started the arm lifting? You've been climbing 20 plus yeah, years? Yeah, I think it's or? been
0: uh, around 20 years now. Like maybe it's just a bit more than 20 years that I've been climbing. Yeah, yeah. And then...
1: Um, and what level were you bouldering at before you started the arm lifting stuff?
0: I think uh, like up to V3, V14, like okay. I've climbed before. And um, yeah, for me, like I didn't didn't have a lot of time to. Like as uh, like uh, I was always so, so busy with tons of... Tons of stuff that I didn't have as much time to go project outside. So right, sure. it's been kind of limited. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, and then when I started arm lifting, yeah, shortly after that, like the last year, year and a half, I've been doing the arm lifting. So, stuff. was it
1: your first arm yeah. lifting? Like, big competition that you became world champion? Yeah. So, like, when I things? did, I,
0: when I came here, I knew, like, when I did the first local, like, some, my friend invited me over and I was here, like, probably like half an hour late and I had no clue what I was doing and stuff. And, uh, I had no clue what I should be lifting because I've never tried any of the, the implements. So, I kind of like, I kind of winged it and uh, I didn't know what to expect and stuff. And then when the results came in after the competition, I realized that like, you know, I was like, I was doing really well, especially for my body weight. Like I was like yeah. one of the top lifters. So I was like, wow, this this is pretty cool. Maybe I could do really well at this and maybe should I should try try more. And this is when I met uh, at the competition, the, organi- the organizer, his name is Eric Roussin. And uh, it was really for, it was like, it was so lucky, like he live five minutes from my house, uh, like walking. And this guy basically organizes the entire competition circus for both arm lifting and for arm lifting in, in the country. So like the, the mm-hmm. federation, he runs everything. So we started training every Monday together and he really showed me everything and like took me under his wing and uh, we started training together and it just became my thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's really cool. So let's try and I want to send people to your Instagram to see all the videos and all of that. But let's explain a couple of the things that are like your specialties. Mm -hmm. Um, We just tried the Saxon bar upstairs. we were here with the performance climbing coach seminar people. And we went up and tried the Saxon bar, which is like a three inch square tube that you're essentially deadlifting on. Yeah. Like and it, then what are the other implements that you're using? So
0: the, the, the ones that I, we use at the, like at the world Championships, like the ones that are very famous and common. So it's the Saxon bar, like three inch, the rolling turn thunder, which is like a rolling handle, uh, the Excalibur, which is a vertical lift. So it's like basically a pipe, but you lift vertically. Oh, right. So that, that one and the hub is very popular. And uh, the other one is the axle, which is it's basically like a deadlift bar, but with a thicker diameter, so two inch, and you have to lift double overhand, so no mixed grip, no hooking, like uh, yeah. hook grip or anything like that. So, yeah, so those are the events that we saw at, uh, at the the bigger competitions, and then some of the small ones, you know, that they, sometimes they're gonna vary, they're gonna have some different elements, like the wrist wrench that we tried earlier and stuff with, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: So it really depends on uh, on the competitions, I guess yeah and are how many of these things are you like do you hold world records in
0: uh well i have a lot of class world records so like for my weight class like i think almost almost everything that i i tried like i got like i had the class record the things that i like i I got a few overall and those are the ones really specific for the the fingertips i guess like the the steer up, the one I showed you, it's almost like yeah. an edge. So almost there's like, a one inch edge like, like a half a inch edge. Arm, so those were the, those were definitely the things that I had that I was really good at. There's another one. It's called the tip tester, which is basically like a half two, but like it's like almost like lifting a sloper, like a really bad sloper. Uh huh. So that one too, obviously, like I, I did really well because of my background in climbing. So those are the ones that I did really well, uh, and that I have like uh, like overall records and stuff. in.
1: yeah, and. and watching you do it on these videos isn't nearly as impressive as trying it and then watching you do it because in the videos you make it look really easy you know and when you stand here and try the thing and it feels impossible and then i watch you walk over and just pick it up all casual while having a conversation it's way more impressive so if people are interested in this stuff they should try and find some of these implements is there like, is there a website that people can go to to learn more about the arm lifting things?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. There's a couple website. websites. Uh, like, there's one that has a lot of the the current records and stuff. It's called, um, uh, the I think, grip, uh, org. Okay. And then there's also the Grip Board, which is, like, basically a forum that's interesting. that has a lot of information with a lot of the companies that you can buy the the products uh if people want to buy some of the products then there's like obviously like iron mine that has a lot of the the bigger uh the it's one of the bigger brands that have the, the rolling thunder the U.B. and stuff like that sorry has the pinch bar which i think is one of the ones that translates best to climbing so the pinch blocks are, is one that i think we can gain a lot of uh and then there's arm assassin that has pretty much everything like uh they, they do like i'm i'm think they probably have like 30, 30 different products and stuff like that. Yeah. And then some of the ones that can be interesting is like the the wrist wrench that we were talking about that really attacks your yeah. wrist and stuff I that I saw that a lot of results. A lot of results for uh, for for sloper training that I saw some some uh, yeah some results in.
1: Yeah and i I'll, I'll make sure I've got links to sure, those sure. things. Let's talk more about the transfer you've seen from training all this stuff to climbing because I think, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we can have a an advantage in something as a climber, or we're just stronger from being climbers. Yeah. And we get into that and we get really good at that, but it doesn't really help in climbing much. Yeah. You know? But you said you've seen some transfer from these things and the Saxon bar was one of the things you mentioned. Yeah, all the pinch stuff, uh so what I found with the pinch the like p-
0: either using the pinch blocks or uh, like the pinch, the saxon bar and stuff. I find it isolates more the the, the pinching motions or the thumb. One thing that I noticed when we rock climb, when I started, before I started arm lifting, I always thought that my pinches were really strong. Mm-hmm. And when I started this, I realized that like compared to a lot of the elite arm lifters, it was pretty weak. And I think the, the reason behind that is because it's not necessarily our, our our thumbs that are really strong but it's the compression from like we that that we create from uh, from our lats and stuff so, so squeezing the pinches right so and even a lot of the pinches that we use during our, tra- our training for climbers are usually like uh like two two pinches in the roof and stuff and we use a lot of back compression or squeezing yeah and that i think that that's the part we're really strong at and one thing that kind of proves that is like if you look at my lift on the, on the pinch block with one hand like it's going to be pretty like maybe like around like say if we take three inch or something like that uh it's going to be probably close to around 100 pounds or just under 100 pounds with one hand and if i go two hands then i can hit like over 260 270 on the same diameter right so it just shows you it's not because i'm You know like it's it's the same same diameter and stuff like that right it's just because i i'm so strong with my back and compressing compressing creating creating pressure uh so i think that's one of the things we're really strong at as climbers and i think isolating that finger can make you even more even stronger Uh, so do you like
1: the pinch blocks more than the saxon bar for translating to climbing I think I think they're better if you want to isolate the thumbs.
0: I think the pinch blocks are really great as long as you don't do create too much pronation and stuff and like kind of like start twisting your wrist to uh, to create leverage. If you keep right. your, your your hand straight, then yep. you're gonna really focus on the thumb. Uh, I think that's an important part if you want to get more transfer for climbing. Yeah. And then the Saxon bar I really love because uh, I find it it's a great motion too. Same thing too. It's it, it's a great exercise, like a great variation of the deadlift, which is, it can be a good advantage, I guess, for climbers and stuff, because our back, our legs are kind of weak and stuff. So I think I see, I see a lot of
1: advantages using it. Yeah. And you know, I liked, I liked deadlifting the Saxon bar more than deadlifting a regular bar, just simply because on a regular bar, I get so focused on, I can lift more weight, I can lift more weight, I can lift more weight. And it's, for me it seems like at the higher weights it there's much less transfer to mm-hmm. climbing. Like the yeah, yeah. the first 3 quarters of what you gain is great and then the rest of it's just you're getting better at the deadlift. Yeah. But this really forced me to lift it in a different way, more like compression.
0: Yeah, and I think like if if you're going to start lifting if you want to focus and do a lot of like big lifts on 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 the deadlift bar then it becomes a lot about leg and back strength and it's not necessarily a thing that we want want to add as climbers because right. then we're starting to get really heavy and we're adding weight in areas that we don't really need right so i, I think it can be like counter beneficial yeah. and stuff so yeah uh, one thing i like about like the saxon bar you know like it's a good exercise to condition our back uh, same as the axle you know like it's never and it's never weights that i think that as climbers it's going to get dangerous or bad for our back like as right. we're trying to lift too much and it's, it's going to attack their fingers before it attacks her mm-hmm. back so uh, yeah, yeah I it think didn't those seem great.
1: to you know i think the deadlift is great for like if you're if you need to target the mm-hmm. posterior chain your glutes and your yeah. your hamstrings and this didn't do that nearly as much it was much more about the way you're using your upper body, which I, I thought was super interesting.
0: Yeah. And you probably felt too, like because of the compression that we're using to like on the bar, to, like we're squeezing so much on the bar, it's kind of hard to keep like a clean form of the deadlift for sure. So it's almost more like a good morning. Like we're like yep. the, the back is straight and we're lifting up.
1: Yep. Yeah. 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 I thought it was really cool. Yeah, cool. I'm the, glad you like that. The other one I was really fascinated by that you mentioned already was the wrist ranch. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, That one, I wasn't sold on it when you were explaining it, but then when I tried it, it was definitely the same sensation in my wrists that I get when I'm trying to hold bad slopers. Yeah.
0: And and I,
1: I just know a lot of people have had, they get wrist issues from climbing on slopers a lot. and that wrist wrench at a low intensity seems like a really great way for those people to build up tolerance to slopers in a really controlled progressive way and it seems like a really easy way for stronger climbers to train their sloper strength without wasting skin by sliding off of slopers.
0: Yeah you know like the wrist ranch is, uh, is an interesting one because it was introduced by the arm arm wrestling community and what it's made for is really to train the wrist to get like really strong wrist to break the wrist of your opponent when like like, turn that chain yeah exactly so but like it's such a versatile tool depending on how you use it like you can train so many things with it like i mean you can do rehab by like just doing like kind of like almost wrist curl motions and stuff like that or training antagonists and stuff with it and then you can do, like, if you want to lift it more, like, like the traditional method like with the thumb on the other side. And then it, like, really attacks. It really works on stabilizing, like, uh, the wrist and also, like, the fingers and everything like that to, like, keep that chain. It's a isometric hold. Like, you're trying to hold that. Yeah. But all it wants to do is open your hand open. Like, yeah. it's crazy. It's a really f- weird feeling because if you haven't tried it, it's, it's really hard to explain. But all it wants to do is crack your wrist open and open your fingers up to... Yep. And it's one of the exercises that I really saw, like, because last year because of the my ankle injury I didn't climb much, and I was training a lot on that that implement, and I went I went upstairs I I, I always had trouble with the the 45 slopers you know on the Beastmaker and stuff. Yep and uh, i even saw a challenge of people trying it on the the small micros like the 10 and the 8 millimeter micros and i, I felt like upside it upside w- down flip upside down and so i always that they felt, have that sloper. yeah that sloper i always felt like it was impossible when i tried it and it didn't do like zero climbing all i did was training train on that thing and i went to the sloper my wrists were so strong and that being able to hold that that angle with the knuckle like I, I've never felt that. Like I could hold like really bad slopers. Like mm-hmm. I, I could never do before, and I was able to hold that. Like the first time I tried it after like, you know, trying it for like s- six months before I tried, it, and it was like it felt like impossible, and I felt like there's zero progression that I could do that would would get me there. Right. And I just tried that like that, and like I could do pull-ups, like uh, rep rep pull-ups off that uh, those slopers. It was uh, it was an amazing feeling, and I think it was the the first time too. I was able to hang the peacemaker slopers with one hand like so it was uh, it was crazy like I found like I got a lot of a lot of strengths in my wrist and my my fingers and a lot of benefits and a lot of stuff to gain for uh, for climbers I think in this one yeah
1: yeah and so first off I'm, I'm sold on that thing I'm gonna buy one as soon as I get back to Wyoming yeah um my wife when she climbs on slopers complains of her, about her wrists and you know, I think that's going to be a great way to progress for her mm-hmm. and slopers are my preferred style of climbing, but yeah. And pinches. But after watching you on the Saxon bar and watching you lift that thing, the other uh, wrist ranch so easily, I feel like I've got massive amounts of strength that could gain in my yeah. hands and wrists still. Um, and, you know, I do think that climbing on slopers is one of the best ways to get better on slopers sure. because it, requires really specific body positions and learning yeah. how to use them but and at one point you have to transfer to whatever activity
0: you're 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 doing right so like like it's good if you mix it whatever you do if you're training right. a lot on the Saxon bar if you then you go train on you know s- system style boulders with a lot of pinches then it's going to transfer better to what what you need to do i i, I believe
1: anyway yeah totally yeah, yeah so none of this like none of the arm lifting stuff is helping your crimp strength really
0: no. Or is it? like, I mean, like you could do exercise like, uh, like the, you know, there's a few companies now that have these, uh, these portable boards or, uh, the blocks, right, like, the like, blocks. Uh, like tension as them digit and yeah. like, uh, but that's so not an arm lifting the, thing. So it's not, there, there's one, it's called the stirrup, uh, that that's a, it's the same thing. It's made of metal, but it has like an inch, an, an inch edge and a half right. inch edge and i think there's a lot of the a lot of my friends that started to train off the floor like this uh like that's something i picked up from from our lift arm lifting like so uh, that i find that I, I got a lot of gains and like uh i've learned a lot from was picking off the floor it's I find it's really challenging I don't know about you but like it's really challenging to structure intensity and uh, like on a hangboard because then when you change the edges and stuff you know you kind of have to re- yeah. retest and uh, unless you really know yourself and like you you, you know your level it's really hard to structure your intensity or structure a proper, proper plan to uh, or periodize a plan to get really good 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 gains.
1: Yeah, so you can definitely get to the point where you're so strong that yeah. hanging on a hangboard with enough weight is really uncomfortable mm-hmm. or yeah. just really hard to do logistically.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I, I found one of the advantages of pulling from the ground like this is that you can really structure things really well for for a plan and doing, you know, reps or holds and stuff like that. And like it just simplifies everything because you can calculate things so much e- easier, you know. So that's one thing that I learned that I've been applying a lot to my climbing training now and also adding uh, progressive loading patterns. That's one thing that I've noticed that, like, even if I'm really warmed up, like I did a really good climbing warm up. Say if I go on the Saxon bar and I try to lift like 260 or something like like a max like we did earlier, it's not going to go. It's not going to work. max like you did earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to work. <laughs> so I, I find that, like if i go progressively into my max so say start around like around 50 55% of my max and slowly increasing then i can i can really get really high results uh, like I can get closer to my max and higher intensity and stuff. And plus it reduces the risk of injuries, I find. Sure. So that's something that I've been adding a lot to my own climbing when I do my dead hangs and stuff like that. So start increasing, like progressively increasing the intensity. Yep. And uh, yeah, I saw great results and uh, it just makes everything safer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've seen these videos of you now. I think most recently it was hanging on the four mil yeah, edges, the, the, the little digit yeah, four mils, yeah, yeah. which I just felt and they felt, Ridiculous! Like the six mil, I can hang on for for a second, a few seconds. Four mil feels impossible. Yeah. Were you training for those on one of these no hang devices, where you're picking it up off the floor, or were you training on those little crimps?
0: Well, I I always had like some pretty good the finger strength. Like for crimps, I I, most of the training I do for climbing, like for the dead hangs and stuff like that, are going to be either two hands on really small edges, so like the six mils or something like that. Or I'm gonna go with with one hand, so a lot of one-arm dead hangs. That's that's been the thing that I've been doing. I guess since I'm a like a teenager, last last ten years has been kind of like I always had a lot of really good progress with that. So I'll do one-arm dead hangs on small edges. So, you know, I started like something like an inch, and then I went to half inch, and now it's like on the micros, ten millimeters, eight millimeters, yeah. six millimeters, and yeah, yeah, I was able to kind of like structure my 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 training so to progressive progressively get to those uh, those results and uh, one thing I, I i never did too much was had a lot of weight when i did the dead hangs you know i prefer to go down on the size yep then adding like a ridiculous i find it gets dangerous like you your body doesn't really know how to kind of like it gets you get kind of clumsy i find sure so yeah you, most of the time i don't train with like i don't do the hangs with much more than Thirty pounds. If I can do it, then I'll usually move down on on sizes. I prefer to go on smaller holds, like uh, than than
1: adding more weights. Yeah, oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you do you feel like, or are you ever afraid of like getting so wrapped up in the training process and all of that that it becomes the goal instead of climbing? Because like with the arm lifting, yeah. that is the goal. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever feel that way with climbing? Oh, for
0: sure. And, like, it, it's... For, for me, like, training has always been, like, a part... Of, one of the parts that I really loved about climbing. Yeah, same. Like, I, I just love, like... I love the part of training. And it's always been almost, like, just as important or, like... Yeah, like, the goals and the way I set my goals, too, you know? Like, I always have a logbook and stuff like that. And all my goals are always written and stuff. And for me, it's just as rewarding as getting a, a new record or something like that on a... On, on a training exercise or a, a project on my own board, you know, than doing a project outside or something like that. It's yeah. it, it's always been kind of like something for me that I like. So it never really bothered me that uh, or it was something that if it was, it, it was okay with me that, that training that just yeah, just re- just yeah, yeah, I just really, yeah. And I think that's why I really like arm lifting because it feels like I'm training
1: for climbing. Like that's what right. how it feels like. So yeah, yeah, yeah so why you're a you're a busy guy you know you've got yeah your business you've got your coaching your arm lifting competitions um your family two daughters a wife why still go outside and climb what does it do differently for you what's the Uh, what's the payoff
0: I, same thing i think I, I really enjoy like opening new lines for me it was like i also feel like it's it's important for me to like maybe leave like a like i feel like n- not enough people are opening like hard things around here like yeah uh, like i feel like uh, the next generation of kids are like mm. are really focused on competition and stuff especially yeah. around here yeah and like it feels like no one really wants to spend the time on opening like you know all those hard lines And I feel like it's, I I mean, I have the level to do it and I really enjoy like opening stuff for the next generation so they can go test themselves and like, and nothing makes me feel like happier than when I see people going outside and going, try my boulders. Yeah. Like I I love that because I feel like I accomplished something. So yeah, so it's it's very important for me. And I feel like I still have a lot to give and I can still push the level. So I definitely want to open more art boulders around here so that the, the local people, you know, can can go outside and test
1: their level on some, some really hard stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like there's some creative payoff in it for you in some way. Yeah. Is yeah. your, you know, you make, like we talked about earlier, you make masks, special effects stuff. Mm-hmm for movies for haunted houses was your background in art or sculpting or something like that how did you end up in there
0: uh, yeah like i always i always was really good at art and like i never thought about living off of it like when i was i guess when i was a like early teenage years you know i i really enjoyed like uh or movies sci-fi movies and uh, that's kind of all started i guess like uh, you know, I always used to watch the special effects uh, section and stuff, or like the special features and the bonus features and stuff in movies. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. That looks fun. And then uh, my dad bought me like a bunch of stuff to, to start sculpting. So he you has know, a bunch of stuff from the internet. Like we bought like clay, sculpting tools, and latex. And then we started making latex masks together. And this is how this thing started. Mm. And then, uh, you know, I didn't have much money to buy materials. So I started selling st- stuff on eBay. Uh, and then yeah like it just kind of grew up like kind of blew up off from there like i like started selling stuff buy more equipment and then i specialized in in silicone and it just became the thing like i started making really high-end silicone mask for the movie industry and museums and all that stuff so yeah it's super super cool
1: yeah i like seeing that you're like you follow these little little interests that you have like yeah. this sounds interesting i'm gonna do this i'm gonna oh, why not just see where it leads and then you just keep following it until yeah. it becomes this thing. You know, I think that's that's really cool. It's not like Thanks. you're just, yeah. it's at, not like you're just sticking your toe in the water and you're like, oh, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm okay at that, but yeah, I you're, think that's you're, what, you're seeing it through. A lot that's of cool. people
0: always said about me is like, or when I try something, you know, I never try it a little bit. Like it's either I go all yeah. out yeah. or like nothing. So yeah, I think that's I think why I had a lot of success in some of the stuff that I tried because I always try to, to be the best at it and like I, I just get completely obsessed by it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you're taking this like super systematic approach to your training. You're keeping all these notes, these log books. And then looking at your masks, they're super detailed you know so before i even came to talk to you just seeing those two things that you're so systematic in both mm-hmm. and that you're really detailed in these masks i i just pictured you as as this really detail oriented person so it's interesting to hear that there's also this creative aspect of both that you'd like yeah. opening these new lines and that yeah. you know and that this was a a thing that you just were experimenting with and and it was something you really enjoyed.
0: Yeah, I think it climbing is very I think a lot of artists and like people that are really creative and stuff are are appealed by climbing because it's it's such a creative sport, you know, like the movement, like there's no like set set ways to do a thing, like you right. know that you can you can be so creative on the wall and have your own style. It's, you know, like there's not one way to do things. So I think it appeals a lot to people that are very artistic or creative and stuff. I think they I see I see that a lot in the in yeah. climbers and stuff. Yeah. They yeah. go well together. I seem that like that personality seems to to mix yeah, totally. well with climbing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, and the, that's totally yeah, all true. That stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I see a lot of people come into climbing who are like maybe even don't really fit into other sports, that's you know, true. and they yeah. don't consider themselves athletes, but then yeah. they flourish in this place where they can be more creative, more expressive yeah. and still be really physical.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed too, but it's it's climbing is such a cool sport because I find it. There's a lot of people that, like you said, like that no, were never really athletic or like, yeah. and then they come here, you know, they could like be like video games, people that really, you know, like they, they don't yep. do much and they can be like really skinny and stuff and they'll come here and like they'll do really well and they'll get, get they'll destroy people that, you know, like big bodybuilders yeah, or totally. like, and it's same thing too, uh, like you can have like a really thin girl that's going to come with like his bodybuilder boyfriend and like, you know, she, she'll she destroy him like yeah. on the wall. So it's, it's, a, it's a sport, I think, that can appeal to a lot of people that, you know, that never thought about being really good at sport but like they and they try it and then they see oh my god i'm really good at this and it's like yeah, it's, it's an interesting sport and uh,
1: yeah 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 all these kids here that you're coaching are they i assume they're comp kids for the most part are yeah. they interested in climbing outside
0: yeah like um the the past
1: years I, I try to bring the kids like
0: once or twice a year outside like uh, this past year i was like really busy with the the family, like with the the young one and stuff like that. But uh, it's something I try to bring the kids out and like get to experience real rock. I think it's it's important to see, you know, what real rock climbing is or like climbing on rock. It's, it's so different. There's so much to learn out of, out of it too. Cause when I, I noticed when I started climbing, I used to be a gym rat, all I did was climb inside. right? And when I went outside, I got murdered. Like, yeah, like I don't know, <laughs> yeah, if same man. for you, but like a lot for of people sure. was like, wow like there's so much to learn from outdoor climbing like you know you don't see the sequence or the feet are so bad and like there's so many things to learn from climbing outside and i think it's important to mix a little bit of both to, to be successful yeah 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 so i try i try to bring the the kids outside and like get to experiment it same with the arm lifting too a lot of the kids like uh they really they they like to try the the Saxon bars is, is pretty popular. Yeah, a lot of the older boys and stuff, and they, the, the, some of the older kids, they like to, they like to play with that stuff a lot. That's yeah, cool. Yeah.
1: So the kids know all about your arm lifting stuff that you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Most, most of them, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I have one more question that I I hadn't thought of until just now talking about these kids, but you just competed in Canadian bouldering nationals. Yep. Yeah and you didn't make it to finals. You were in semis. Yeah. And you're kind of one of the older guys now. You yeah, know, sure. In fact, I showed up just in time to see finals. Um, that's where our mutual friend, Reagan, introduced mm-hmm. us. And, yeah, I had to remind myself multiple times that it wasn't a youth national. Yeah, yeah. Like, because it was such a young crew of just crushers, you mm-hmm. know? How do you feel about... Competing in those things and you know and not winning. Yeah. If your if your team is watching, how do you talk to the kids about that?
0: It's funny. I was talking to my wife about that a little bit, and I find one of the hardest things about climbing on this new style of boulder because I've been, you know, I've been I'm so used to that old school like pulling on holes and like totally like uh, that's it's it's always challenging for me. Like it's I feel like a beginner still in that style. I have so much to learn. And one of the hardest thing is like just to, to let go of the fact that like you know you you're gonna you're gonna have trouble and you're gonna suck at it at first and like yeah not not worry about what other people are thinking because I was here like the the last few week, weeks trying to train that stuff, and I felt like embarrassed because like, you know like a guy with rental shoes will do just as well as I'm right, doing man, on the volume. Totally. So I was like, so I think it's important just to try to let it go like or else or else there's no way to improve like you just gotta let go appreciate the fact that you have stuff to learn and appreciate the new style and that i think that's the only way to get better at it and uh, i think that's the approach to be because if you're old school and you you refuse like if you refuse to do it that that's fine but you'll never get good at it if you if you don't totally. if you don't try and you just don't appreciate it i think it's important to appreciate that the style too like you know, it's something I find that I wasn't appreciating as much like before. It's like, oh, no, you know, it's not like it's not re- like real climbing. It's yeah, but it's man, there's it's very challenging. And like when I do these comps, I feel worked out from everywhere, like spots that I've never usually used. Like, yeah, it's like it works everything. So, yeah, I'm definitely interested in like uh, training a bit more out of it. It was like quite a few years since I've been off the, the comp circuit. So things change a lot. And like you said, like, uh, it seems like the, the young kids are really dominating. Even the younger ones, the the kids that were in like B, uh, B category, A category, like juniors, like, you know, they're, they're used, they're growing up into this style and they're really adapting to, uh, to that motion. And it's something I think that's challenging for, for athletes that are a bit older, like learning, um. Like coordination, mobility, those are all things Hell that yeah, recovery man. too, like recovering, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's it's not easy. And, uh, like, it's definitely a challenge to try to compete against young kids. Uh, and just the level of fitness that you need to, to because the, I found the boulders are so counterintuitive and, um, you know, you need a lot of attempts sometimes to, to, to do them. And that's one thing that I found that I gave me so much trouble at the comp is when I had, no, like, sometimes I was lost in how to even climb the boulders because yeah you look at them and you, you see you could see like three four different ways to do it and like it's like pick pick your way and try hope you hope you get the like sometimes pick, there's pick a lot of luck and they're all gonna yeah, feel yeah, really there's, hard there, there's a lot of luck and like if you end up i find if i end up falling i just don't have the the stamina right now to like give burn after burn after burn right. i have one good try and then I need my I need my three three to five minutes rest to uh, to give another good burn so yeah that's something I find I have to really work on if I want to be successful at it again I definitely want to try try more competition because it and just as a coach I think it's good for it's good for coaches to mm. to try to see what the kids uh, go through and some of the challenges like it completely changed the my perspective on how to train the kids how to warm up yeah you know all that you're stuff. getting a it's, better uh,
1: understanding of all that movement exactly by i going think it's there. important
0: yeah yeah so yeah yeah i've learned a lot from it and then i'm going to bring a lot of stuff with to to my team uh and then yeah yeah already we start we already started train to ch- completely change the way we're warming up and training like mm. you know training a lot more on agility such an important part of the climbing so now body awareness man. you know it's just as important as being 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 strong and like having strong fingers and lots of power, you know?
1: Yeah. I think that's a fucking fantastic answer because, you know, so many, so much ego gets in the way. And like you said, it's, it can be embarrassing. Oh yeah. You know, I was just in that gym, uh, at altitude doing a workshop, a performance climbing coach seminar. And you know, we're the coaches there. We're the, we're supposed to be the experts and I'm bouldering with everybody. And And I go over to try some of those finals boulders and I'm like on women's one, not getting off the ground. You know, it took me like six or seven tries just to get stood up off the ground and then I could get one more move. And then I'm like in this position that I can barely control, more or less jump out of into another position, you know, and 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 that's the message I want them to get is like I'm never going to be any good at this if i don't try it Mm -hmm. you know i'll never be an expert at it because i'm not going to put that kind of time into it but i do see value in it i do think that sort of athleticism and you know understanding what's required of those climbers Mm -hmm. is really really valuable and it's way harder than it looks when they're doing it like i watched i pulled up video of allison doing women's one and it just you know the position i was in didn't feel anything like it looked for her yeah like, i felt like i was about to die in that position and she's just chilling you know yeah it's it's fascinating yeah yeah and yeah i love it's just
0: it the sequence there's just everything's so so complex very different very flashy it's it's I, I love it i love the new style i embrace it and uh yeah yeah you know every, like every generation every few years it kind of changes a little bit then there's new challenges and stuff and yeah uh, yeah I, I love where the the sport's going and uh you know, there's still there's still room for uh, like that that raw style, and I think mm-hmm. outdoors, it's it's. I think out if you're climbing outside, it's still very important to focus on finger strength, body tension. Yeah. Power is gonna. I think it's gonna. Is gonna win over. Like, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's important to work on all that stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you're back to focusing on climbing mostly now. Are you still going to continue competing in the arm lifting?
0: Yeah, like like I guess now my my comp season's mostly done. My my goal it was just to participate at nationals. I had to do a few comps to because now we have to qualify to to move on to each step and stuff. So my goal was to compete at nationals, and now now I'm probably going to focus a lot on outdoor climbing. Mm-hmm. So I'm maybe planning a little trip in March or something, maybe a week. Uh, in Waco, we'll see how that. I'm just starting nice. to look into that, and then I'll just yeah. I really in the spring I really want to get back to all my projects in Lille, Ranceid, and uh, Canada. I still have a, tons of really hard projects. I'm super motivated to uh, to get those down. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be my main focus. Possibly going back to uh, to Russia for a world championship for arm lifting. So yeah, it's like a lot of stuff still. We'll see. We'll see which I, which one I pick. But uh, yeah, should be fun.
1: Yeah, awesome, man. Well, I'll be watching the Instagram and cool. hoping that the the projects go down with you. Yeah, so yeah. and watching for the next World Championship. So cool, man. I appreciate you sitting down, taking the time out. Uh, I know the schedule was hectic, and I appreciate you working with me. So
0: uh, I, I really I uh, was. I was super happy that you guys were able to come down. I really wanted to meet you guys. And, uh, you know, we didn't have a time to uh, to go down to my place and uh, check check all the stuff. But uh, yeah, next, next time, Next for time, sure. we'll do yeah, yeah. it, for sure. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. spend the Anytime. day in the basement yeah. and we can go out and you guys send me a message on some of those and, uh, boulders. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. we we'll cool. can try some of the boulders on the, the home board, too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. You know, when I went and met with Eve, I went with Steve Bechtel and Alex Bridgewater from Climbstrong and Mercedes Pohlmeyer from Modus Athletica and Chris Heilman from Mindset Doctor. And we were all blown away by a couple of things. Number one, that the things that Eve makes look really, really easy on his Instagram are not even sort of possible. They just don't make sense. Number two, that even though Eve was right in the middle of coaching his team, he still took the time and was very excited to show us all of these things and to spend time talking with us about what he does and his methods and his ideas. And that's important to us as coaches to understand how these high level performers Think and what their philosophies are and Eve has put a lot of energy into it like I said in the beginning of this episode it would be really really tempting to use the term freak of nature but that completely belittles the amount of work that Eve puts into this and I just don't think you can skip over that fact he's got a family he's got a business he still puts in all this time to break world records be a world champion and to boulder v14 that's not very easy i will have links to all of the products that we talk about as well as to eve's instagram right there in the show notes eve thank you very much for taking the time out hopefully i bump into you again somewhere see you in the boulder somewhere i would love to chat more While you're there checking out Eve's Instagram, go check out his mask company as well. The attention to detail is mind boggling and I know that there's a connection that makes all of these things that he does work with the attention to detail that he puts into those masks. So go check that out, your mind will be blown. And if you're interested, go check out my Instagram. There will be a video of steve trying to pick up a weight alex and steve trying to pick up the same weight steve and i getting it off the ground picking it up and then eve just crushing it like it's nothing that same night in climbing shoes and standing on a soft mat he came very close to matching his world record on the same bar that you'll see right there in the instagram you guys know where to find us powercompanyclimbing.com You can find us on the Instagram, at Power Company Climbing, on the Facebook, at Power Company Climbing, and you can search for us on Twitter. You'll probably find mention of Eve on Twitter, because he's, pound for pound, quite possibly the strongest human on Earth. But you're not going to find us there, because we don't tweet, we scream like eagles.
0: This time, 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 time,